Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors keywords 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Dick Girardi in just a few moments. We'll talk about the Kentucky Derby. A very quick suit update. The suit, uh, I don't know if he had his adjustment today or not, but he told me this morning that the back spasms had gone away. It was just sore. Now, remember, look at the, now obviously a great player that does this all the time, Tiger Woods needed back fusion surgery because the torque on the back is so much. And if it's something you're not used to doing, something like this can happen. And, you know, and obviously, He's not used to the torque of swinging a golf club. I mean, I, this is like the tenth or eleventh time I've been out. It's I man, I don't even think twice about it. Craig's probably been out a few times this year. I think it's the first time David been out. But the torque of swinging a golf club is, if you're not used to doing it, can take its toll. And he got he got pretty bad back spasms yesterday. Um, and I. Got a hold of him this morning, and he told me that he's sore, but no more back spasms. So that's good. And he's been taking a lot of aspirin. The problem was on the course, Sean had to leave, and I mean a leave the painkiller. I don't mean Sean just you're in pain. I'm leaving. Uh, and I had Advil, and he can't take ibuprofen. Well, that didn't help. So there's a lot of things that didn't work his way in terms of. But I think he's feeling better today. Have you seen him? I have not seen him today. I don't think he was in the building today. That was the first thing I did. I checked in this morning and went around the corner and didn't see him. Here. Well, no, I I texted him. This, no, I texted him this morning. You're one ahead of me. That's why, I, that's I, sh- why I should have reached out to him today, and I I have not. So that's that's on me. No, 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 no. I not, one of us did. So I mean, I took yeah. care of that. You know, I I, te- I texted him last night and I texted him this morning to make sure. He was hanging in there and doing all right. And he's hanging in there, and he's doing a little bit better. But he was one sore guy yesterday. I would say yesterday that if you were playing your own ball, if you are playing your own ball yesterday, I would say I would have been pretty pleased with half my shots. Like, okay, you know, that's fine, all right. I can work with that. I'd say half to two-thirds. I'd say Craig probably would have been two-thirds to three-quarters happy with his. Dave Ritchie probably would have been in the 40 to 50% range with most of that on the back nine. And I'd say maybe about 25% of his shots. I mean, I'm not joking around. This is not joking. I'm about 25% of his shots because the problem is he putted really well, but he couldn't get off the tee, and that's that back problem. So hopefully he's, hopefully he's feeling a lot better. Hopefully he's feeling a lot better. It seemed like when I texted him last night, okay, he was not great. Uh, it said the aspirin helped. And then he, this morning when I texted him, he told me that he was had a heating pad and he had the uh, he was taking aspirin and he did not have the back spasms anymore. 
So that's the update. It's an interesting how right. high tech of a world we're in now. And you go back to those old fashioned remedies, just the heating pad, maybe a little, you know, depending on how you're feeling, mm-hmm. male ice here, heat there, aspirin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, exactly. But again, you had to leave, and I had uh, Advil, and you can't take either one. You know, and we had it out there in the course. That's why I had recommended to him, like, go to the clubhouse and get aspirin. They've got to have aspirin. Yeah, you said, don't wait. Do it now. Yeah. Yeah. And he and he didn't do it until after the round was over. And then also he says, hey, it's, he had some. This is pretty good. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Told you. Mm. <laughs> hey, just here doing a show, man. I would. What do I know? All right. Dick Girardi, Kentucky Derby. Next on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applications applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, Dick Girardi, in just a few moments, we'll talk about the Kentucky Derby. Later in the show today, Bucknell defensive end Abdullah Anderson. His next stop, the Chicago Bears. Josh gets off on tonight's showdown between the Pens and the Capitals. Josh, of course, with the Penguins Radio Network. Tomorrow, we'll have Jared Diamond, the national baseball writer, Wall Street Journal, Steve Bortstein from Fox Sports Radio. He'll be joining us to talk about the Derby. And then the Prince of Peace himself will be joining us. All right. People have asked if if my brother and I ever fought. We never fought, ever. Never. No, we may have. Argued about the Yankees, Red Sox, whatever. Ah, get out of here. You know, you're never. Nope. Fighting, never fought. Never did. So we should have brought this up yesterday while we were at the Susquehanna Valley Country Club. Big thanks to everybody that took part in the Purdy yesterday. It was absolutely awesome. And uh, got to give that shout out to Corey and the crew at Brewers Outlet. We got our delivery of pickles. Yeah, and I couldn't resist screen grabbing the photo of the pickles, and I had to send them. Had to send it to the uh, CEO of Jones Metal. I was waiting for <laughs> I was waiting for him to throw shade back at me in return, but he goes, Oh yum. <laughs> there you go. Well uh the Nationals lead the Pirates three nothing. That game is in the seventh inning uh being played in Washington. Uh, so the Nationals up by Looks to me, let's see, Turner homered, uh, and Zimmerman homered, both in the sixth inning off Trevor Williams. So Pirates have another problem here. 
Nationals won last night 9-3. Uh, so yeah, the Pirates are back down into fourth place again. It's still three above 500, but they need to win today. So we'll see. But uh, that's where they are right now. And do we have the great man himself? We sure do. The old Hall of Famer himself. Yeah. Yes. For well, any, any help is possible for Saturday night. Greatly appreciated, DJ. Yes. And award-winning writer Dick Girardi is with us courtesy of ExpressBet.com. Visit ExpressBet.com for free Kentucky Derby guide and to wager on races when you can't get to the track. Great one. How are you? Steve, I am fine. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well. Uh, let's get to it. Uh, in fact, uh, Dave Johnson, the great race caller himself, was among our guests when we were in New York a little more than a month ago. And nice. we had, a, I would say, a spirited two-hour conversation about a wide variety of things. Uh, part did. of it is is that uh, how deep do you feel the field is in this derby compared maybe to other years? Yeah, I think it's the best field of the 21st century, Steve. There's just so many consistently good horses with a couple of brilliant horses in there. The mystery horse from Dubai, the unbeaten Bob Baffert horse, and all these Todd Pletcher horses. So, yeah, I, I just I, I don't ever remember a race where you just go, you know what, this horse could win, that horse could win. It's like about seven or eight of them that want, if they win, they go, okay, I get that. Uh, and that's not typically the case. Usually you can, you can just start sifting through and go, well, this horse has no shot. Not as many of them this year. The Baffert horse that you mentioned happens to be Justify. And, of course, it's not as if you and I don't talk about such things along the way of a basketball season because we do. Correct. You've been on Justify from day one. Why is it? Yeah, his first race was maybe as good a first race as I've ever seen uh, back in February, Steve. And uh, one of our good friends happened to text me a couple of days later and say, you know what, I can get this horse at 40-1 to 1 to win the Derby. And I said, oh, I'll take some of that action. So, yeah, I got him at 40-1. <laughs> to He's since won twice, including winning the Santa Anita Derby. And now he's 3-1 to 1 on the morning line. So, as bets go, it's about as good a one as you can hope for. Um and it just, it, it, some horses, I mean, they just, they kind of pop off the page at you, like American Pharaoh and the Smarty Jones, just these horses that have this incredible motor. This is a gigantic chestnut. Everybody loves the chestnut horses, and he just looks bigger <laughs> than the rest of them. And he's got this stride where the horses next to him look like it's taken him two or three strides to go, what's taken him one or two. Um, so, and he's got incredible early speed, so he gets position. And he's trained by the man, uh, Bob Baffert, who uh, is talking about him in terms similar to what you heard him talking about American Pharaoh three years ago. So, yeah, Justify has been my horse. Uh, I know I know some people that knew about him before he ran. I wasn't I, I wasn't that aware, uh, but once I watched it, I didn't need to say anything else. Uh, he starts from the seven hole. Uh, is that a good spot, especially for a horse with speed? If you said to me, in a perfect world, Steve, I'd probably want him a little further outside, uh, just on the possibility, because there's, what, 13 horses outside him, or 12, if I'm counting right. Uh, and, and there's just p potential yeah. problems. I, I always would rather be outside than inside. But having said that, I think he's at worst the second fastest horse in the race. I think Promise is fulfilled to three, will probably go to the lead. So I would think uh, after the first, say, 440 yards, which is the run to the finish line the first time, 
I, I would hope that he'd be sitting second or third in the clear uh, behind a horse like Promises Fulfilled and just getting what we call in the, in the race, racetrack business a good trip uh, and have a chance uh, to run from there. So, yeah, the sentiment, it, it, it's fine. Uh, what you wouldn't want is like the one or the two with a horse like that. Then you got to commit early and get away from the crowd. And uh, that's the other part. The races he has run have been with small fields uh, yep. to this point. Now, there's no field like this. Like this, It's 20 no. horses. But the races he's run have not been really big fields. Does the experience of a Mike Smith aboard, can it make a difference? I don't think it can hurt you. I mean, look, I'm a, everybody's a Mike Smith fan in the game. and I, I call him racing's version of Bernard Hopkins. Uh, who fought, I think Bernard fought until he's almost 50. Mike is over 50 and still in unbelievable physical shape. Um, the one thing, it's interesting, everybody talks about the 20-horse field, and I get it, uh, but the, the last four derby winners, all of which were favorites, there was no 20-horse field, Steve, because they were all so fast. By the time they went a quarter mile, they were in a race with two or three other horses. Uh, they basically, the other 15 or 16 were behind them. And I think the same thing is going to happen here. Uh, so it's not... I don't. The big, bigger field more affects the horses that don't have any early speed. Uh, those are the ones that always concern me because then you got to be lucky when you start your run. Remember Street Sense in '07 when he made that amazing run along yes. the rail. Well, some horse that yep. could just come over in front of him, it w- he would have been he would have been done for. Uh, but it just it turned out perfect. But that often mm-hmm. does not happen. And every year there'll be a couple of horses that come make it what looks like a big run, and they won't be able to get through, or they'll run into a horse that's slowing down in front of them. Something will happen. That does not happen with horses like Justify or American Pharaoh or California Chrome. They have the kind of speed. Everybody goes, well, hey, the horse got a good trip because he, he never really had any traffic trouble. Well, that's what the good horses do. They are fast. They put themselves <laughs> in great position, and, and that's why that's they right. keep winning a lot. And for me, you know me, you know me long enough. I like to be in front. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a fan of uh, National Velvet or any of these deep closers or Sea Biscuit in the movie. Uh, you know, there's not that many horses coming from last to win. Now, Secretary did at the Derby, but he was the, uh, he was unusual. And it happens on occasion, but most of the time, the Derby is won by a horse who's within a couple lengths of the lead and makes that first run around the far turn, and nobody can catch him. And by the way, I believe Street Sense started from the seven hole. All right, so go. we like that. And yeah, my I man Calvin Bowrail put him right on the rail and never left. <laughs> Calvin Bowrail. <laughs> Calvin Bowrail. <laughs> he spent, he spent the, I believe, two days later at the White House with Queen Elizabeth. My man, oh, see, Louisiana, that, hanging out with the Queen. Uh, I'm sure to this day she's still honored. Uh, she so. No question. She, yeah. <laughs> All right, other other horses that really get very serious consideration from you would be? Well, I, I think you have to take Mendelssohn seriously. He's the first yeah. horse I've ever taken seriously coming from Dubai for a couple of reasons. One, his race was just awesome, uh, and he's already come to the U.S. and won. He won a Breeders' Cup race at Del Mar. He proved he can run on dirt, which most of the European horses can't. And most importantly, if Bob Baffert's the best trainer in the U.S. of the big races, the Irishman, Aiden O'Brien, is the best in the world. Uh, he wins everywhere. He set a record last year. He had 28 what are known in Europe as Group 1 wins or, or Grade 1 wins in the country. It's like, like the Derby and the Preakness are the best kind of races. He won 28th the most in history uh, anywhere. 
And he, after Mendelssohn won the Breeders' Cup race, Steve, at Del Mar on grass, somebody said, well, what's next for him? He says, we're coming back in May, and we're going for the Derby. Uh, so they've been planning on this for six months. <laughs> and, th- and this is not a guy to be trifled with. He's to be taken seriously. Uh, but having said that, the horse has a ton of stuff to overcome. Um, everything went right for him in Dubai. He caught a horrible field. He got loose in the lead. Uh, he won easily. I don't think he's getting loose. Well, I know he's not getting loose in the lead this race. Uh, it's just a different situation. Uh, but if anybody could do it, it's this trainer. He's the guy that could do it. He's, and the horse is ridden by Ryan Moore, who is the best jockey internationally in the world. He's the he's like the Johnny V of uh, of the international set. I mean, just a guy that's been around for a while and he wins all the big races. But it's different, and he hasn't ridden very many American dirt races. Very very few. And this is this race is different than any other. If this horse doesn't break well, Mendelssohn, and he's like seventh or eighth early. Uh, he'd have to be a super horse to win. Uh, but if he's up there in the vicinity of Justify, coming out of that first turn, I think he's worth the denial. Johnny V had his had a choice of horses here. He did. Um, yep. And he chose he he himself chose Vino Rosso, who's coming out of the 18 spot, which is way outside. He's a 12 to one. Any thoughts on that one? Yeah, I mean, I, look, Fletcher's got four. Uh, he's the first trainer ever to win. Yeah. For the big six uh, last prep races, Vino uh, Rosso won the Wood Memorial at Aqueduct. Uh, he won the Louisiana Derby. He also won the Florida Derby. And uh, which one am I missing? He won the Bluegrass. Uh, oh, and the Arkansas Derby. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Oh, I was going to say, Arky, he won Arkansas, I think. Yeah. Right, he did. Uh, so even for Todd, it was just absurd. Nobody's ever done that before. But I found it fascinating that Johnny V, who has been the regular rider for Audible, who to me on paper looked like the better of the two horses over Vino Rosso. Uh, I mean, he chose Vino Rosso. So that tells me that I, if you said to me, tell me which of the Pletcher horses you like the most, it's probably it. Uh, on paper, I like Magnum Moe the most. He's on the PD, he won the Arkansas Derby, but there's some people whose opinions you respect so much, and he's one of them, that I, I think you gotta you got to take that horse very seriously. And I, you got to take Todd seriously. I mean, he's, he's one of the best in the game, and he's got four. He's, he's brought some good horses. Of course, he won the race last year with Always Dreaming. He's never bought this, brought this many good horses to the dirt. Uh, you've talked to a lot of jocks. Look, you and I both know that to be good in anything, and we talk about this in basketball, we talk about it in football all the time, you have to have a feel for it. What is it when you've talked to jockeys, because, look, they have to ride so many different horses all, I mean, every day. Dick, what is it about the great ones where they've got a feel for it and they seem to have a, a, a synergy with a horse? Yeah, it's it's really uh, preparation. Uh, certainly in the paper races, they're not going to know. A lot of the horses they'll ride on a day-to-day basis, Steve. They may never have been on the horse before. But like a horse like Audible, Johnny V's been around the horse, or Vino Rosso. And they, the good ones, and certainly John's one of the best that's ever ridden, they are thinking scenarios. And they're not, especially in a race like the Derby, they're thinking, all right, plan A. All right, if that's not working, what's plan B? Where am I going to be? Who do I want to follow if you get behind a particular horse? you got to know who the other horses are. How are they going to run? Uh, when do I make my move? Uh, and, and the good ones have thought the, all the way through. The not so good ones in between races instead of watching say like tapes of horse that's gonna run in the next race they're playing ping pong. I like the guys that are watching tapes. Yeah. And this is never simple with 
And who does Dick Girardi pick to win? That's not how you play the game. So no, when you play the game on Saturday, how are you going to play it? Yeah, I'm going to play exact as probably Steve. I'm going to try to beat all the other logical horses for second. In, in, in horse racing, you try to find horses with different styles to fill out, say, uh, an exacta one-two or a trifecta or a superfecta. You generally don't want to bet two speed horses to run around the track together. That doesn't happen. So if this race is run like I think, and I think Justify is going to be right up there early, and hopefully he'll run away from the field um, around the far turn, then all those horses who have been around them are going to start getting tired. So I'm looking for horses that will just be past 200, 300 yards. And I came up with a couple of uh, one complete bomb uh, that eight horse Lone <laughs> Sailor, who's owned by uh, Tom yep. Beckham, the late owner of the New Orleans Saints. Um, yep. And, and also, uh, he's 50 to one. Uh, Hofberg, a little bit to nine because his trainer's one of the best ever. He hasn't won the Derby yet, Bill Mott. And I also like Solomon the 17 a little bit. That's another Baffert horse because they're going to change his style. They don't, they don't want him anywhere near justified. Early in the race, they're going to bring him from the back. So I'm basically looking for horses that have a completely different style than Justify. And uh, if specifically if Lone Sailor gets there, that exact will pay 300 for two. And I will not have it for two. Uh, and Hofberg and uh, Salamini, they're both going to pay good, too. The best thing about the Derby with 20 horses, everything pays well. Uh and I, also, I already have justified 40 to 1. So some people would probably say, well, it's me long enough. That ain't our plan. I'm going after all the money here on Saturday. Well done. If that happens, then that means we've done our last season together. So <laughs> I will be gone. <laughs> it will be gone. Gone. Well, award-winning uh, writer Dick Girardi has joined us courtesy of ExpressBet.com. Visit ExpressBet.com for free Kentucky Derby guides and a wager on the races when you can't get to the track. My friend, always a pleasure. We will talk again soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Steve. All right. The great Dick Girardi. We will come back with more in a moment. Bottom of the hour. Time now for a news update as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. It is uh, it's great to have Dick on the show, as always. Um, Dick, Jeff Tarman, and I traveling all over the country and... <laughs> We'll see even this year, maybe, quote, internationally. Uh, we'll, we'll find out. Or when they're in the mood to announce it. <laughs> but uh, Dick and I were talking about this the other day. We literally have a great time. I mean, when you've got to spend that much time around people. You know, Jeff Tarman is, a, is an awesome guy. Dick is an awesome guy. And the same thing goes for Jack and obviously Derek. I mean, this I've been fortunate all the people I work with, Roger. Sean can't be any better. And yes, 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 I'm not going to leave the suit out. No, never will. You think? No, we think the world is suit, although he won't answer your text messages. Oh, he, no. Got back to you right away, but oh, yeah. must be 3.30 nap, Maybe. Yeah, we've noticed that's been a pattern with digital media, uh, the 3.30 nap. I can do this uh, at home. What? 
Huh? Yeah. <laughs> These are always doing that anyway. Um. Wow, Kajana Carter, Deshaun Hamilton bobbleheads for the spikes this year. Ooh, you know Deshaun Hamilton used to be a spikes uh, intern. So is Troy Apke. They were spikes interns. Uh, I believe what last summer uh, Deshaun ran the uh, soundboard. I believe last year he did. Yeah. Yep, he also ran camera at times too. I mean, Excellent he got pretty good well-rounded deal out of that so i mean i thought that that played out well for him um let me get to um and again uh, kevin's feeling better i mean he's sore but um but the back spasms have stopped he's using heating pad he's using aspirin so i mean that's good um I want to get to something we talked about yesterday. I think this is this is interesting. And we were talking about. And I thought uh, Bob Euter brought it up, and and he was. We were talking yesterday about how you how today's um, stars play out. You know, and it started with a conversation about Tiger Woods, and Bob said, "Look, he says, he says we're looking for heroes today, but aren't we looking for that?" Well, I'll start with this. I'm not a person that looks for him to begin with. <laughs> Sean's like rolling his eyes over there, like, "Yeah, yeah, like Steve looks for heroes." Uh, no, uh, never have. Um, but I'm talking about the general public. You know, that, 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 I don't know if it's a hero, but a star type. Because part of what, I mentioned Muhammad Ali yesterday. Well, yeah, timing means something in everything. Timing means something in life. It means something in, in gain. It means something in loss. Timing is, and it's, and, and you can't predict timing. It just, it just, all the tumblers fall into place. At a particular time, well, for for Muhammad Ali, he beats Liston, and then all of a sudden, I mean, TV is picking up boxing. You only have three channels at that time, and Ali's fighting on there, getting interviewed on there. I mentioned Howard Cassell all the time. And what do all of these people have in common? Jordan, Ali. Woods, LeBron, um, you know there there are a bunch of others that we can throw in there. Uh, maybe not so much Arnold Palmer, but Nicholas Early, Nicholas Early in his career, McEnroe. What do they all have in common? You get to a point personality wise, and, and Nicholas is I kind of skirt a little bit with Nicholas because Nicholas always had a great personality. But McEnroe was, of course, obviously uh, on the court demeanor was entertainment unto itself. What each one of them have had in common was that they had segments of the population that loved them, and they had segments of the population that wanted them to fail. 
and enjoyed their failure. That's why that's why I brought Nicholas in. When Nicholas started to be Arnold Palmer, there was a segment of the population like, whoa, what are you doing here, man? You can't do that. You can't beat Arnold Palmer. Right? Then finally, as 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 Arnold Palmer's career, then you know, Father Time always wins. When Father Time finally said it was your time, Nicholas kept going, and suddenly Nicholas had already been loved by a, by a, a, a huge segment anyway, then became beloved because he was no longer there was there was no longer the shadow of Palmer. But early in his career, McEnroe people watched because they wanted to see his brilliance, they loved it, and there was a segment that wanted to see quote somebody shut him up. Ali, the brilliance, the quickness. Anti-war? What? Wait, whoa! Anti-war? What are you doing there? Yeah, he had no draft draft card, really. Okay, segment doesn't like him. Segment wants to see somebody knock his block off. Joe Frazier decked him in the fifteenth round at Madison Square Garden. All right, segment was was uh, the population was crushed when Frazier knocked him to the canvas of the garden, and a segment of the population loved it when he got knocked to the canvas of the garden. Tiger Woods. You've got a segment out there. Tiger Woods has gone to me in three different segments. And you know, obviously I've covered a couple of tournaments where he's played. The segments are they love him and, and they're just I mean, they are so intrigued by him. They want him to win every time. You've got a segment that who is this guy and the curiosity factor of I've got I've got to at least see Tiger Woods. It's Tiger Woods. And then you've got a segment that wants him to lose. A little bit different now in his comeback. You've got, a, you've got now a large segment of the population that when they watch Tiger Woods, it's a little bit different now than a few years ago. He's been hurt. He's been wounded. He's been hospitalized. He's had trouble and now he's out there, and guess what he does when he's finished with a round? He signs autographs. He smiles. Gets around with people. Appreciates everything much more, at least it appears to be. LeBron James, Michael Jordan. Now, obviously, we're talking about people that are all at their particular time among the best going, so they're going to draw the most attention anyway. But Jordan, criticized early in his career, can't win the big game. They can win scoring championships, can't win the big game. Hmm, that sounds something like they talk about LeBron, isn't it? Then he starts winning some championships. Right? Then he has to leave for, for a year and a half. Didn't leave for two full years. Let's not do the mythology. He came back. Houston won its back-to-back championships. They got eliminated. I want to say it was Indiana that eliminated him in the second round when he came back. And he played 18 regular season games, so he should have been in midseason form. Um, and then won three championships after that. LeBron had the decision in the middle of all this. And that's what all of these have in common. Who is that person now? Hockey doesn't have that person. Ovechkin, eh. 
We'll see how far they go with with this. I mean, tonight's a huge game. They did suspend Wilson for three games, by the way. But hockey doesn't have that. Crosby is is a great player, um, but he's not as dynamic as Orr. He's not as dynamic as Lemieux. He's not as dynamic as Gretzky. Doesn't have the shot of Bobby Hull. You know, he just you know, but he's he's one of the best. Is he top ten best ever? No. But there have been thousands of hockey players. I mean, if you're in the top 25, I think you're pretty good. <laughs> I was like, well, what do you mean he's not the best ever? <laughs> it's been thousands of them. If I put him in the top 25, that's sort of rarefied error, don't you think? Uh, basketball is LeBron. Maybe Steph Curry to a point. But a guy like Harden, I pointed this out yesterday, a guy like Harden is a terrific player. Terrific. Fun to watch. But he's not a figure that moves the needle. Baseball really doesn't have anybody. Maybe Otani's going to be the interesting one. But baseball doesn't have anybody. I mean, Stanton doesn't do it. Seriously, Stanton doesn't do it. Aaron Judge, eh, still too, too early to tell. Trout's out there in the West Coast. Harper's interesting. I mean, but who is it that when they come to bat, you can't wait to watch them? Well, you stop what you're doing. There aren't a lot of guys. There aren't a lot of guys. And football has more, more of that, obviously. Especially with the quarterbacks, you know, Brady and Roethlisberger and Rodgers and Breeze and Wilson and guys like that. Football's got, you know, when football's out there drawing record numbers for the draft, which essentially in a day there's no action except you're picking people, <laughs> that tells you your sport's in pretty good shape. But I don't know where we're headed. We're going to get kind of, I wonder if we're headed into that lull period because we're in a period right now where except for Twitter wars which are just so stupid I, I, I can't oh they battled it out on Twitter right instant turn off for me don't really care what they said right of course Sean knows how active I am on Twitter <laughs> Mr. Twitter yeah, that's me <laughs> Captain Tweet Instaface uh, yeah yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, there's no, the, there are hardly any personalities out there anymore. It sticks out like when a Russell Westbrook acts like he does. There really aren't a lot of personalities. I mean, remember when coaches and managers used to be, oh, you know, loose of the tie, throw the jacket, getting somebody, getting the player's face. What's the last time you ever saw a coach get in the player's face? When is the last time? I'm talking about a game. It's a little bit different, you know, if if more than games. But you're not around for the games, or you're only around for the games. When's the last time you saw a coach get in the, get in a player's face? When's the last time you saw Bill Belichick get in the face of a player? When? When's the last time you saw any coach get in the face of a player? A manager. When's the last time you saw a manager get in the face of a player? 
You never see that anymore. It's one thing replays done in baseball. You don't have Billy Martin going out there and kicking dirt on home plate anymore. Now they go out and they go, I, I, I would like to challenge, please. <laughs> yeah. And then it takes them three, four minutes to look at something that in 30 seconds you and I both know what the result is. <laughs> like, what takes them so long? You never understand. But where is that? Where's the personality in sports? I mean, even people in my business. I mean, uh, you know, you can be neutral doing a game and have some excitement. That's why I love listening to Doc Emmerich. Emmerich's like, he's excited for everybody. <laughs> Mike Breen, and, you know, you know, I think the world of Mike Breen, right? Mike, like, he's happy for everybody. <laughs> right? He gets excited for everybody. And then there's some people, that, like, to them, neutral is like a flat line. I need to tell. I'm sorry, you bored? What the? <laughs> Come on, put some juice into this thing. Ah, oh, be excited to be there. Ah, oh, sometimes I wonder. All right, we'll take a break. Abdullah Anderson, next half hour. Looking forward to that. Josh gets off final half hour. Soup, by the way, seems to be feeling better today. No back spasms, but he's still sore. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. I texted the uh, suit. I texted him, quote, hanging in there. Just got a response back. Said, a little better this afternoon. Heading to chiropractors now if we can get through the no reconstruction. I know he's in pain, but I mean, like, everything's a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> the Nori construction, yeah. He's thinking, oh, geez, May is not off to a good start for him. So, well, I, I you know, I, I told him, I said, I've been getting texts from people like this one here from SL at Albright. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't get that one. <laughs> Is he alive? <laughs> that was from S.L. at Albright. I just took my final test. You coming down hey. to pick me up? <laughs> I did not get a glowing report on suit light yesterday. <laughs> Uh-oh. I, I think it sounds to me like they're all ready for the semester to end. <laughs> That'll make the back twinge a little more. Not that he needs that. Well, there's a, there was a guy years ago. This is back in the back in the late '80s, early '90s. Guy played football at Penn State. All right, Mark D'Onofrio. He said, eh, "Season D's got degrees." <laughs> okay, not exactly the motto that we're going to put on the poster. Okay, <laughs> I don't think we're going to put that on the poster, but. Maybe that's what I'll pass along to the suit. Yeah, the suit lights new. In fact, we're gonna get a, we're gonna get a T-shirt for suit lights. Season D's get degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Add the hashtag ahead of it and put it on Twitter. Season D's get degrees. 
I'm, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for the text now. It's not that bad. <laughs> he hasn't said it yet. It's like, what, your backer is grades. <laughs> backer is grades. But right now, the I think the back of the grades right now are neck and neck heading to the home stretch. Advantage push. <laughs> it's a push. It's a push. Uh, next half hour, Abdullah Anderson is going to join us. Uh, explain to everybody how you got Abdullah Anderson, because you had an original plan and you changed it. No, actually, uh, you were going to you were you were going to go through the suit, yes. And then we both agreed that you, like, like by the time he got back to you, he, he, he'd be on the retirement plan. Well, no, I didn't even get my <laughs> suggestion out to you, and, and, said, and you said no, 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 do this. <laughs> I said, get a hold of Doug. I said, Doug will get it to you in twelve seconds. Yep, that was more like eleven. Yeah, eight seconds. Boom. Hey, it's Doug. Right. Aces. Well, now, I mean, you could have gone through the suit and he'd say, look, I'd get it to you, but I got to go through the Nori construction first. <laughs> <laughs> and then after my adjustment. All right. Next half hour, Abdullah Anderson, Bucknell Zone, going to the Chicago Bears as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Your station for news, weather, business, and CBS Sports Radio. News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury and on WKOK.com.